Good day, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Christian Democrat, bringing together politics and Christianity. I'm a little angry this morning, a little angry today. I don't usually make three podcasts in a week, but this time I thought I needed to. Um, people are starting to say some bad things about my man, Pete Buttigieg. I thought I needed to defend him, really got me all upset. It's maybe a little dangerous to podcast when you're angry, but I'm going to try to stay calm, stick to the issues, and get the truth out there. So, Pete Buttigieg was one of the many Democrats having a CNN town hall the other night, and I saw some video clips, and I thought the one that was really great from him, uh, you can go watch it on CNN's website right now, was when he said, he said a couple things said that this current administration thinks that it's basically too easy to be poor in this country and that they need to tighten the rules and tighten the laws on them because if you're poor you just have it so easy and so well off which i thought was beautiful sentiment about how the poor are treated by this administration and then the second thing he said which was really profound and what i try to been saying for a lot of my episodes here when I started, a lot of the inspiration really even to start this podcast is that God doesn't have a political party. That no political party does God belong to, and you can't put God on one side of the political spectrum. But that was beautifully put, well said, and then of course as I was listening through some different uh, political shows in the evening. Somebody on the, the Christian radio station was bashing Pete and his view on that, trying to uphold the standards that they've been upholding for a long time, that the Republican Party is the party of God, and the Democratic Party is the party of the pagan. So, uh, really upset, really, really got me upset, so I thought I would just take a look at that because I know so many conservatives are listening to these people that perhaps it would... It would do a little bit if I could at least take a small cup of cold water and throw it on that that argument um, as best I can. But and I heard this guy make make two essential arguments why the Republican Party is the party of God and the Democrats are not. First argument: Pete Buttigieg is gay and he needs to repent of his sin. And the Democratic Party is the party of gays and it's the party of abortion. How can God be in that party? And that, that's going to strike a lot of, you know, conservative evangelical types as problematic. You know, they're, they're going to look at that and say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to be a Republican because I don't support homosexuality and I don't support abortion. Well, let, let me say, you know, they have, I, I, I agree with them that uh, homosexuality is a sin. I agree with them that uh, abortion is a sin, but, but let's let's skip the policy argument for a minute. We I could have I think probably make a whole other podcast on the 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 journey you have to take between morality and policy and and, and those sort of things. But let's just skip over. Let's just gloss over that for now and say, hey, okay, I agree with him on that. But what I will say is you've cherry picked two topics. It's not like the Republicans have a perfect record on things. What if instead of those two topics? I took the topics of how the Republicans treat the poor, how they bash immigrants, 
how they're racist. They tend to be very racist. They tend to be homophobic. They tend to hate gay people. What if I, what if I took the issue of family separations, how the Republicans separate families at the border, which is absolutely hideous. What if I took any of those issues and picked just two of them and said, don't be, if you're a Christian, don't be a Republican because of these two issues. It's very easy from either side of the aisle to pick two topics and say, oh, don't agree with them. Both parties have problems. Both parties have issues. Both parties need Christians and good people to come into them and work for a positive change, to make better policies, to help our communities, to help the least among us. Both parties are in need of help. Okay? Just because you're in one political party does not mean you agree with everything in the platform. I can't imagine hardly anyone does that. But you are coming together in around a common sort of a common set of ideals and working to make your country a better place. So let's not get distracted and caught up by these abortion and gay arguments of because you know, frankly, there there are gay people in the Republican Party too. Uh, I, I would hate to, to think how many gay people uh, or how many people in the Republican Party have had abortions. You know, um, the hypocrisy on, on the homosexual issue is so ripe. It just, it just, just really makes me angry. You know, if you look at the church, look at the church and say, how, what's the divorce rate in the church. The stats I've seen are the divorce rates higher in the church than people who don't go to church. How much, how many people are cheating on their spouses that go to church? How many people who go to church are looking at pornography on a regular basis? Some statistics I've seen is, is over half of pastors, the leaders of the churches, are looking at pornography on a regular basis. How many people in the church have premarital sex? All these things are against what the Bible teaches sexually. Yeah, as evangelicals, we tend to pick homosexuality and say, well, we're going to call out this sin. We're not going to call out divorce. We're not going to call out infidelity. We're not going to call out pornography. We're not going to call out these other sins, premarital sex. You know, we're going to turn the other way to those, but to, you know these sins of homosexuality, we're going to call that out. You know, this is a, the classic case of got to take the plank out of our own eye before we take the speck out of the other eye. If we want to know why the homosexuality is so ripe in this country, or how it's so rampant, I guess, maybe. It's not really rampant, but it's certainly in the social... The way it's portrayed by the social structure is that it's, it's very open and it's very accepted in most places. A big part of that is because the church has dropped the ball on sexuality, period. We have no room in the church to go out in public and criticize anyone else for their sexual deficiencies and sins because we are so bad ourselves. You know, it's, it's an open secret that at Republican conventions, the prostitutes line up outside the halls because there's going to be so much people paying for sex after the meetings. You know, it's an open secret that a lot of these Republicans who claim family values, family values, family values, they're on these Christian radio talk shows all the time. They've been caught cheating on their spouses. 
one of the guys who was a big pro-life supporter has encouraged his girlfriend who was cheating on with his against his wife to have an abortion. Like they're complete hypocrites oftentimes. Yet the Christians fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. They say, Oh, they're fighting for family values, they're fighting for our values. Which values? Oh, oh, just two. Just you know, against homosexuality and abortion. Those are the only two values we care about. We don't care about anything else, just those two. So kinda makes me a little ticked off if you can't tell, to pick those two things and pick on Pete, pick on the Democratic Party. And there's so much sin on the other side in the Republican Party. Um, if you could at least be fair and say, we don't agree with this homosexuality, but really, the reason we don't like him is we don't like these policy ideas. If you, if you go after policy and say, we don't like these policies he has, we can at least have a discussion, we can at least have a debate, we can at least agree to disagree, and I can respect your position that, okay, you want to go a different direction with your politics. But if you, you're going to throw stones at him for being gay, when we have one of the most sexually compromised presidents we've ever seen, who's on his third marriage, has cheated on his current wife and former wives multiple times, who's accused of sexual assault by dozens of women, paid women to stop not tell anyone about their sexual liaisons, all these issues going on, bragged about sexually assaulting women on tape, and we say, oh, but we're going to pick on Pete because he's a homosexual. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you have to open up because I've never heard that guy on the radio ever once tell Donald Trump to repent of his sins. Not one time have I ever heard that. But yeah, we're going to pick on Pete because he's gay. Okay. Okay. But I'll tell you, we know where the modern day Pharisees are. We know where they're at. They're on the talk radio. They're on the, the evening conservative programs spewing legalism and you must follow every law while I myself pick and choose which laws I'm going to follow. We get that. We get that that's what that's at. So I've been on for that point too long. Sorry, but it really makes me upset. Second point he tried to make was that there's just way more Christians in the Republican Party. I don't know where he's getting the stats. I couldn't find him. I thought he was being... Um, misleading in a stats, he said something like 70% of Republicans are Christians, and then he said something like 30% of white Democrats are Christians, or something like that. So he was like trying to break it down into like, you know, ethnic groups. Well, the white segment's only this much, and something like that. I don't know. I, I couldn't find those stats to back him up. Maybe he's right, but I, things I found were not that big of a gap. But even still, it should point out that there are Christians in both parties. There are reasonable people, people who disagree on politics and choose a side. And hopefully a lot of Christians are independents and don't choose a side too. And we can agree that God does not have one political party. Just because you say that there's more on one side than the other, I would say, look at your policies. They're very much more unbiblical in the Republican Party than they are the Democratic Party. I would argue that all day long. That's kind of what I do on this podcast. But... I would say the proof is in the pudding. If you want to say you're a Christian, you better make Christian policies that care for the poor, care for the weak, care for those that nobody else is caring for. Very gracious, very truthful, but at the same time being uh, just and caring. You know, looking at maybe 1 Corinthians 13 perhaps about love. What is love if you're not doing anything with it? You know, how, how can you say that you're loving, but if you're not loving people it's not worth much or as James say what does a good 
What, is, what, what good is it to tell someone, be warmed and be filled, but do nothing for them? You know, your faith must have action to it. So, I'm not impressed with the high stat number uh, in the Republican Party, even if it's true that there's a lot of Christians there and not so many in the Democratic Party, because I don't believe that they're following through on what the gospel requires them to do. However, I do think that it's good for Christians to be in both parties and no parties and, you know, third parties like libertarians and stuff. There's, there should be Christians everywhere fighting for the good and the just and the true everywhere they're at. So that's my angry thoughts for the day about why God does not have a political party and you need to find your political party based on who you think is helping the community the most and has the best ideas to do that, not on fighting some sort of pseudo-religious war of us versus them, my God versus your hedonism sort of ideas that often go on the radio, often go on the nightly news shows, kind of masquerading as uh, news, but really just ways to divide people, push them apart, make people think that they're right and the other side is wrong. So those are my views. For today from the Christian Democrat, I hope I haven't made you too angry. I hope you can see through some of these silly arguments and choose for yourself based on some policies. Looking forward to Biden coming out here tomorrow. Looks like he's going to probably announce he's running for president. Maybe I'll look at the, the try to look at the field and see what I think of the Democrats. And I'm really looking forward to Endgame coming out on Friday. Hope everybody goes and sees that. It looks to be a great movie. So, everybody have a good weekend. Have a blessed day. And the Christian Democrat is done for this, this episode. I'm out.